And good morning, New Bern. This is City Talk coming to you live on 94.1. WNBU. And for those of WNBU. you who are, are going, God, that voice sounds weird. It, it is me, Sabrina Bengal. Um, a little... a little. Um, no, it's not. It's Diane Reams in today <laughs> yeah, for Sabrina Bengal. She's so mean. He's so bad. But, you know, um, as I've said before, I've, this has happened to me. I've had a rough winter. Uh, but I might lose my sound, but I will never lose my voice. So um, we're here coming from you atop the Omarks building. Hi atop the Omarks building. And if you are listening to us on 94.1 and want to get to us online, you can go to www.talknewburn.net. You can also catch us on Facebook at Talk Newburn. You can follow us on Twitter. Or I've we never really, tweeted. We really want you to get involved in the discussion today because we're going to be talking about a lot of things. And so you can email us, citytalk at talknewburn.net or call us, 252-633-4243. Lee, this has been a great week. It's Other than the fact I haven't felt good, this has been a great week. No, it has. I was, I was out on the city streets and uh, the... Nobody's talking about anything other than how great it is to be alive and living here in New Bern and the weather this time of the year. Oh, my God. It's I'm awesome. playing with my tomatoes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Oy. But I want to tell you about something Got the really, basil in? Come I got to tell you something really wonderful that happened last night that I got to be part of. And I just want a shout out to Kim Briel and her entire committee for I Love That Lady. Uh, Kim Briel for the last, uh, this is the seventh year, has been putting on this I Love That Lady event where women come together to celebrate a woman uh, who just is heart and soul. You just love that lady for the things that do we they know do who won? We do. As a it matter wasn't of fact, me. Was it me? It was not you and it was not me. I would have and gone non-traditional. <clears throat> what it was is that last night they had a special, it was a special year in that two women were awarded that I love that lady and I couldn't think of two finer rip off two no no two finer women than our very own Thea Kincaid all right and Beth Fairchild now you know all right Be- no, Beth no, no, Fairchild no, I can see the two of them. is has stage four metastatic breast cancer and this woman is not a survivor she's a fighter and she's gorgeous too she is just with grace and charm and Thea with her newborn get your pink on and you know Thea every time you need to rally troops in Newburn, you go to Thea because nobody can rally any better than her but um, a good treat for our listeners um, usually we like to have them on the show the next morning but Beth was headed out of town to New York um, well no and then unfortunately um, on Wednesday she's going to be checking into the hospital for another surgery so what I'm going to do is bring them in the studio here on Monday and we're going to tape an interview with Kim Briel and the two winners uh, for Future Play and for going on our website. So um, I'm excited I about that. I absolutely adore Thea. She I is know, it wonderful. Was great. <laughs> She's and it, it couldn't be couldn't go to two. Hey, can I say all right? Changing the subject there. That was awfully girly. Get your get you know. Oh come on! I it love was good. I love that lady. Can it's I say hoorah and good morning to everybody out there at, at Cherry Point, especially Gunny Mike. I I've been doing a Gunny Mike impression all. Oh, uh, he's 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 a now a therapist, and I've been doing this. Gunny Mike, I hear you say that you were not feeling good, and you. Anyway, I've been doing that all week, and I wanted to tell him that you've inspired me. You, a uh, Gunny, now got his PhD, and he, he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, and uh, uh, we love you, and keep listening. And also, some guy came in yesterday. He was as old as Father Time, and he just wanted to stop in the office, and he said. I love your show. <laughs> I love that Sabrina. <laughs> I said, 
I said, I'm on there too. He goes, well, I love that Sabrina. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Well, thank you. We're glad to all our listeners. Always a shout out to my sister, Debbie, in New York, who listens. Hey, Debbie. Every week. I'm I'm glad to have her. And, you know, I want to thank everybody. We do get stopped a lot. And people say, hey, could you give me a shout out? Yeah, I know you get stopped a lot. We have the proof of that. But, um, you know, great city, beautiful weather. Um, We're going to go to break here shortly, but... um, when we get rocking and rolling today, we've got some great guests today. And we're when we come back, we are going to be um, with Mickey Miller of the Newburn Housing Authority and the CNI and Marty Blaney, who's the executive director. And we're going to be talking um, Grassroots Leadership Academy, which I'm excited to hear about. We're going to be talking about the CNI final report and the Newburn Housing Authority. So that's always good. And then we're going to have a very special guest in the, the second part of our show talking about grassroots arts in our community. Grassroots arts in the community. Which is really awesome. And then you and I are going to spar a little bit over the front page uh, article. Congratulations. Yes, you made so it. we're going to talk about that. So everybody, lots of coffee, and we're going to be right back. Good morning and welcome back to City Talk with Sabrina and Lee sitting here high atop the Omarks building <laughs> looking out over a beautiful, I love this huge window that we have here yeah, right. that we can look you, out over really beautiful downtown people. Newburgh. You realize that, the tourists, you? the birds are singing, chirping, all sorts of good stuff. It's a beautiful day to be in Newburgh. Great North day. Carolina. We have these guests and yes. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to preface this by, I was just off the air and I was saying, uh, my buddy Caleb, love and dorm. He uh, not as much as my wife, but I do love him to dorm. He he says, Lee, why do you guys always talk about the housing authority? Why do you talk about the d- development over in the Trent Court area? Why are you talking about this so much? And I tell him, Caleb, here's the deal: we cannot move forward downtown. We cannot progress uh, economically as a city. People, we cannot build jobs and businesses here until we deal with this problem reasonably, rationally, and, and in a way that benefits everybody. That's why. And if you're out there listening, you got to know Newburn is growing. And the, the main driver of this is the housing authority and the CNI. And it has to be that way. The land over there, the people. So that's what we're doing. With that said, let's uh, introduce Mc- who yeah, we let, have. We're going we're gonna to welcome this morning Martin Blaney, who is the executive director of the Newburn Housing Authority. Welcome, Marty. Good morning. Uh, and we also have Mickey Miller. And you are... Your exact title. I'm so confused. Choice okay. Neighborhoods Grant Coordinator. Okay, the choice, which is the CNI. Everybody hears the initials <laughs> CNI. And um, we want to talk this morning about an event that just happened this past Monday night, which unfortunately, I'm sorry I couldn't attend. I've really been feeling under the weather, but my, my sweet Tawana uh, was graduated in this, but it was called the Grassroots Leadership Academy. So tell me a little bit about that, how that worked. And um, then we're going to talk a little CNI and, and housing authority. Sure, sure. It's it, the Grassroots Leadership Academy is part of the Choice Neighborhoods. It's it's capacity building. Um, it's about uh, finding informal leaders, peer leaders, picking them out, um, spending a lot of time with them to help hone and develop their leadership skills. And so, um, Theresa Lee. Uh, developed this Leadership Academy. She did an excellent job. It's based on a curriculum from Carolina A&T Community Development, um, Dr. Michelle Ely. Dr. Ely came down for six consecutive weeks and spent a whole day um, with 14 folks. And we had we had residents from Trent Court, residents from Craven Terrace, Duffy Field uh, area, and a couple employees from the Housing Authority, as well as a couple of our partner nonprofits. 
And it was amazing to see these folks blossom and um, really grow with the with, with with this academy. Um, they tell me tell me what the blossoming looked like. Yeah. You're sitting there, and I'm going to yeah. play the devil's advocate. What do, what practically does this blossoming really sure, look like? Sure, you know, first you're sitting around in a circle, and everybody's got crossed arms, and everybody's afraid to talk, and nobody wants to Kinda say like anything. Kind of like our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, by the end of the six weeks, w we've got folks that are able to really get up there and, and talk about conflict and talk about um, issues, hard issues, um, poverty and race, and talk about how hard it is to be a leader and how hard it is to influence others when other people won't come to the table and um, how to pr do practical problem solving together. It was, it was really, really just a remarkable transformation for these folks, and we hope to repeat it again. And oh, yeah. what, I mean, do you guys keep, after they graduate, how does this affect the community? Where are they going? What are they yeah. going to do? Yeah, great question. Because part of the curriculum is a train the trainer piece. And so all of these folks, Tawana Smith, who you mentioned, uh, Cheryl Reed Cheryl from Reed, who is Court, awesome. You know, absolutely. She's, awesome. she's an amazing leader already. She is an amazing leader. All these folks now um, have the skill sets and the confidence um, to go out in the community and kind of in a ripple effect, kind of continue this kind of leadership building and training. So, so we trained trainers who can go out and facilitate. That's what this their was about: group. training trainers. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great. So I hope to see them really engaged. And I guess you know, um, I, I saw Cheryl Reed really blossom during my time in office. You know, they had just formed the Trent uh, Court Council. She stood up and became, you know, the the leader in that group. And I just really saw her develop. So I can imagine even after this, but I see her moving forward to really help in the transformation of that neighborhood, which we know is going to take place here soon. And we'll get to Marty in a minute. And, you know, Trent Court will be revitalized and it will be a, a new neighborhood for many, not for few, but for many. And I really see her stepping up in that capacity. So this is the first step. And I really do hate that I wasn't not able to make it because I'm so proud of people like Tawana and Cheryl who stepped up and the other residents and people in the community who want to be leaders. But, you know, my, my charge to you and, and to that group is do not shy away. Don't take these classes, don't, you know, and then not get involved. Step up, ask to be leaders of group, ask to be on committees, tell the Board of Aldermen and people when positions open on our boards to, to put their names in contention because we need good leaders and we need good minority leaders. So this is the first step, I'm excited. Yeah, change, change is coming. Change is coming across Newburn, and we can either shy away from it or, right. or we can embrace it and get in front of it. And, and that's, that's what these folks want to do. They want to be in front of the change and, um, and break that paradigm of the same people saying the same things for I'm decades. about sick of that. All right. the same people saying the same things and nothing ever gets done. Yeah, and I think that's, a, I think that's part frustrated. of the frustration of, hey, y you talk this issue to death. Let me, let me, let me turn over to, to Martin. Martin. I'm going to be Caleb for a second. Why in the world should we devote so much time to talking about the the, the housing authority it and the changes? Depends on what you say. Come on, Lee. No, no. I mean, why in the world? What is so important about this in your in your view? We have um, probably the largest, or we had one of the largest uh, parcels of property in the Duffyfield area, which is Craven Terrace, and which is which is currently being uh, renovated uh, under the RAD program. It's been has been conveyed to private ownership. So that property will, rather than being a um, um, maintenance um, uh, a problem, money pit, a, a money, money pit, pit <laughs> as we it know, will, it will change into a um, uh, uh, safe 
decent and attractive place to live and, and it will remain affordable housing. The other thing that we're doing is at Trent Court, we are sitting on property, uh, we have properties that are just as old as Craven Terrace. They were built in 1940. That, I mean, That's we know well, they're that. older. That was the first, that was the first track of the land first. they developed. Mm -hmm. the, um, uh, it's not sustainable. HUD funds are being uh, depleted. Cutbacks, cutbacks, cutbacks. Uh, as properties age, you can expect to need more cash to invest in maintenance. We just can't make it under current model. Oh, let me so ask you something. Let me if, ask you something. If, if we don't do something now, what will happen? Absolutely. It, what will happen? It will be a cancer right downtown, right next to Tryon Palace. And I don't think anyone uh, uh, c can accept that. Let's do this. I was talking. I was talking to Mickey Miller off the off the air before the show, and you know I said, "Well, crime's still going up. Crime's this. Crime's that." In in since we changed, since our board changed the uh, the leadership over at Craven Terrace and brought in Julian Marsh, has crime gone up or down in the projects and at the housing authority? Crime has gone down precipitously. We still have issues. We're still, uh, you know, I'm not going to stick my head in the sand and say that we don't have issues. We do, but. Crime has come down. Um, I would say the last time I looked, it was I can't do the math in my head. Well, about about seventy percent. If you violent crime, type one crime, seventy percent. That is significant. That yeah. is there, dramatic. There was a time when I was attending board meetings that the policemen would give the report, and there'd be nothing, zero reports Correct. in the month now do, do you still get those reports we, at your board meetings every month we work very closely with the uh, uh so that's part of the, the chief and in the police department and every month we receive a report from them indicating all crimes in, in the um, public housing and developments and, uh, and oh, God, usually sorry. usually these are crimes such as someone took my boy's bike Right. That was outside. Exactly. Very seldom do we have any serious crime. Now, but let me flip on you just a minute. Is there a report on people that live in Craven Terrace committing crimes in other places? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do have that. And to tell you the truth, usually those reports are um, things, shoplifting, stuff okay. like that. And those people... Um, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I remember from my time being involved that if somebody does commit either a violent crime or a very serious crime, um, you have the power to remove them and have them not live there anymore. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. We vigorously enforce our lease, which, which um, uh, requires that um, uh, the housing authority terminate the lease of anybody who is um, uh, engaged in any criminal active violent criminal activity or, or drugs, drugs. Mm -hmm. drug activity it's the, the the point the point being and the reason we brought that up is just the change of getting rid of the old housing authority board when we did bringing in new leadership has brought violent crime down 75 percent why is that important it's important because nobody is going to develop nobody's going to invest nobody's going to put their money down there or want to go down there if there's fear of violent crime right. this the the lowering of violent crime by 75 percent down there opens up opportunities developed. What do you have to say about that? I, I also want to give props to the police department. Oh, no um, Chief it. Summers has really um, adopted a community policing strategy. and they are What's that mean? What's community it, policing? It's, it's, it's instead of people hunkering down and fearing the police and staying away from the police, it's drawing people out and building bridges between residents and police. Lots of... Um, 
lots of informal police presence walking around so people get to know them so that they're comfortable um, you know, talking to the police and making sure that the crimes are being reported and stopped. So you don't have people hiding behind closed doors ignoring the crime, but they're out there self-policing. And, and Chief Summers has really been a great advocate of that. So what you're yes. saying is we should hug Chief Summers if we see him on the street today. <laughs> Chief, that's what we're going to do. It's Hug Chief Summers Day. And he's been walking downtown this week because it's been so pretty. So uh, yeah. we, um, um, we Several years ago, about three years ago, we started an initiative with the police department where we have after-hours calls beyond the normal um, uh, right. uh, patrols and of course the housing authority pays for that but initially we started getting re we get reports after each each uh, uh, patrol and uh, initially we were having reports such as um, uh, walked up on some uh, young gang youngsters they fled or, or, or all, all kinds of things like that um, kind of make making one suspicious of drug activity or some uh, some type of illegal activity going on. Now we're getting reports that saying traffic stop, got out, walked around the Q building or the <coughs> P building, right. uh, talked to a couple of residents. Then at 12 o'clock midnight, we made another traffic right. stop on, so on that's Front Street. And that's the good news. Citation given. So it's a complete change. And that's good. Let's let's move along to talk about Trent Court. Just And then I want to coordinate that with the CNI final report. But, you know, Trent Court now is going to be, I guess you're going out either for, is it RFP or RFQ for development in that area? And that will be to really totally remove Trent Court and build a new neighborhood. Is that correct? Or dispel the myths, what we're hearing out there. We are now, well, as a result of the transformation plan, we have, we have an approach established of how we want to um, accomplish the renovation and rehabilitation of Trent Court. Using that as our foundation, we're, we have, we, we're in the process of recruiting a developer to work with us in this transformation process and to implement it. This is a long-range plan. How long? 15 to 20 years. All right. Newburn's 310 year, 309 no, yeah. nine years old. So. We got really. time. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to be at the 350, so I've already made plans. I'll be 104. 104? <laughs> <laughs> it, it took 30 years for the downtown to be revitalized, so w we figure we can do this in 20. That's right. That's so a good thing. Martin, what's it looking like? I mean, what does that look like? The you're looking for a developer practically. What's it, what's, what are we looking at? Um, well... Part of, the, part of the plan will call for relocation of some uh, or construction of a new uh, facility because we have to have somewhere to move people while we're demolishing and rebuilding the existing properties at Trent Court. Um, then those folks will have the option of moving back or remaining where, where they are. Um, the reason it's going to take so long is that because of the financing schemes that we have to apply for, we can only do about 80 to 100 units. What are these financing schemes? Um, primarily, the, the, the driving scheme is the low-income housing tax credit program, the 9% tax credit program. And they're terribly difficult to get. They're highly competitive. And um, we're hoping that we could get one allocation every three or four years. 
So you feel like that developers just won't take the 4%. We know there's a 4% tax credit out there, and is that just too low for them to come in and develop? They can't make it. I don't even money. know what that is. Well, I do. What uh, is it? No, tell me. What, tell the folks <laughs> at home mean, what it tax, is. Tax credits are very important to people that make a lot of money because what they do is That's they, why I don't know what it is. They sell them on the open market, and, um, you know, it, it's what it is. It's a tax credit. You can credit your tax return with with these that you buy so you know four percent isn't as good as nine percent so it makes a difference and we're talking about people we're not talking about a hundred thousand dollar investment we're talking about tens of millions of dollars of investment so you could see at the bottom line four percent of that investment is not as good as nine percent of that investment four percent investments are typically used for um, uh, renovations or rehabilitations that is what was used at Craven Terrace. Plus, nine, plus the twenty, plus the twenty, forty, a uh, forty-four percent. I think is pretty good. Those people looked at. Well, sorry, <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> well, the, the the thing about four percent tax credits is that it just doesn't supply the cash flow that is needed for a substantial renovation. It's good for some programs. It's not so good for those programs like Craven Terrace where you have 75-year-old properties that need everything from sewer well, and wastelines to roofs. Why would you not do roofs. that same? approach then to Trent Court because those buildings are even older. It's already in a historic district. Why don't you go to that, that the, method? The 4% strategy would not accomplish what we envisioned yeah, but you're gonna get, for, for, but for Trent get Court. But you get historic tax credits if you renovated them. Yes, we could. But the, the um, um, uh, vision is, is, to recreate is to recreate and make a more attractive mixed-use, mixed-finance, mixed-income community. Spaces. With green, yeah. considerable it's green It's what space. we saw that time we went to Wilson. We've been to Wilson. Mm -hmm. We went to Wilmington. So we've seen some of what can be done in those areas by taking neighborhoods and transforming them. So I, I get so it. So the 4% money doesn't lend itself. We have to go for the much more highly competitive 9% 9 money. Let me ask you something. You're out there talking to developers. Is there any interest or are they, are they shunning away? Right. Oh, handing oh. it over to Mickey Miller. Oh, yeah, because I oh. want to hear about CNI before we lose time. We, well, this is all part of the CNI because the housing plan really is the centerpiece of the CNI transformation plan. Um, Lee, you asked about developers. Uh, we went out for with an RFQ, as Sabrina said, and we got a couple responses back. And we did our due diligence, uh, spent a lot of time, and um, have identified a, a very good nationwide firm it's named, called Penrose Properties. Uh, they've got um, offices all over the United States. Um, the office we're going to be working with is primarily out of Chattanooga. An excellent mixed finance, um, mixed income housing development firm. And they are very interested, and we're in the process right now of negotiating an MOU. And when you say we are, are you talking about CNI? The housing, or are you talking the housing about authority. Housing the housing authority. CNI is part of the housing right. authority. Yeah. So. so the housing authority, as the, as the owner and manager of the property, is um, negotiating an MOU with Penrose. And um, if we can work out the initial terms, we hope that that will lead to a master development agreement, which is a very complex contract for a long-range relationship with this firm. And just once again, you know, flesh out when you say long-term vision, what what's your articulate what your long-term vision is specifically? The, the long-term vision is um, the total demolition of Trent Court as you know it, as you see it. It's rebuilding three types of income, uh, three types of properties on the Trent Court site and off the Trent Court site up into the greater Five Points neighborhood. There will no longer be pure public housing in that area as we know it. It will be mixed income. 
all integrated mixed income, and that means um, roughly equal, the numbers are yet to be seen, but roughly equal amounts of public housing mixed with affordable housing, which is subsidized, right, but not as deeply negative. subsidized. Right. right, for workforce um, workforce housing, uh -huh. you know, young teachers, young nurses. Um, Starter homes. Right, exactly. Or, or even retirees who want to live not down by the waterfront, down by Tryon Palace, who don't want to have the big historic home or the... Let, or me, the, let me tell you something. Yeah. The irony of this is seven years ago, or however <laughs> long it was ago, that, I, that, that our board went and, and changed this housing authority, I proposed that vision, you would have thought that I had talked about shooting Jesus. The reaction, <laughs> uh, the reaction was, uh, I was a racist. You, I was Ray. given, I mm. was given, we were getting threats. Uh, the community was up in arms. Oh. Blah 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 Mickey, blah blah. Mickey now said tell me, change is not easy, and tell, you tell me, is something okay. that's radical. Is, yeah, is the community is the up in arms now? Go. No, no. Mixed use is the way we should go. Mixed use is the um, that's the paradigm. But is the community across, up in arms? No, and and the reason the reason for that is, and and I have yet to get to the third component of housing, so don't let me lose my thought. There's no, three components. Yes. There's three components. Oh, I didn't know that. The, well, the, hush so, up. All right. The third component of, of housing is market rate, full market rate, something that you or I would go down and rent because we want to live in that location. So there's that's what brings wealth into that neighborhood, and that's what raises up but the you know, income standard. Mickey, the other important thing to me that was always important, it was that it removes the stigma. So you go into a neighborhood, you don't know who's public housing, you don't know who's affordable housing or market rate. So... You know, imagine saying, I live in Trent Court. I live in Craven Terrace. Immediately somebody says, hm, you're from that neighborhood. Where now, you don't know. And that's what's important to me, is that everybody is on that equal level. Exactly. And there's that stigma is removed, and that's what's important to me. I don't... And that's why I wish we'd rename Craven Terrace to the best place in Newburn to live, just because of the stigma associated with We could have changed it. it to uh, Old Town. Old Town, yeah, well, <laughs> let Marty. Marty's about to... <laughs> Marty, was there a huge community reaction in opposition to this plan? Oh my, we did. We uh, during the uh, initial stages um, of creation of the plan, we assembled a um, uh, team of about 150, 150 citizens from all walks of life in New Bern. Uh, um, care providers, residents, public housing residents, the average Joe off the street, um, uh, professionals. And we had some challenging and difficult conversations during the um, early stages. Um, we worked through that, and we had a, we finished with a document that is endorsed by approximately 150 people. I think that that is quite a significant accomplishment. And I think it's very important that we take our lumps in front. Okay. Okay, um, everybody, we're just getting yep. a signal that we're getting cut out here early, so uh, we're going to commercial break, but stay tuned because we're going to come back and we're going to continue this discussion, so we'll be right back. And we are back. Um, sorry for the confusion. We kind of, uh, we might have been cut off in the middle of talking uh, today. Our uh, commercial schedule was off a little bit, but we're back now live with you on WMBU 94.1. WMBU. <laughs> I have to say that. Uh, we're online, live streaming at talknewburn.net excuse me you can get involved in the conversation city talk at talknewburn.net you can email us or call us at 
633-4243. We're talking this morning with Marty Blaney, who's the executive director of the Newburn Housing Authority, and Mickey Miller, who is the grant coordinator for Choice Neighborhood Initiative, better known as CNI. And we're having a great discussion about the future of housing, public housing in New Bern, and the results of the uh, CNI final report now that has been done. It's been worked on for the last three years, two years. Two years. Um, we got the grant when we were in office, a $400,000 grant right. to, to put this plan together. Thank you, Congressman Butterfield. <laughs> yes. And um, the big question for me. I know he's a big listener. Gonna, uh, we want you to, to talk a little bit about the final report is, are we going to go for the implementation grant or we don't know yet? It, it, that's a great question. Um, and you're right, we don't know yet. The, the plan gives us the, you know, the, the basics to go for an implementation grant, but there's so much uncertainty out there. Is Congress gonna continue to fund the program after this, next, after this election year? Um, are those grants going to be available? And the, the biggest issue for a small town like New Bern is the amount of match or leverage that a town has to put up in order to receive a grant is massive. And we've done some math with our consultants, and it's in the neighborhood of 50 to $60 million that New Bern would have to invest in order to receive a 20 to $30 million grant from HUD. So there's a lot that remains to be seen, and it's really not um, Marty's or Mickey's uh, question to answer. It's really the broader communities. I would, you know, it would be my wish that we would do it. And the only reason is because it will not transform a neighborhood. It will transform our city. It, this will transform our city for the future. And It'll transform future all of Eastern North Carolina because and we are so the shining hub of Eastern Carolina. But tell us yeah. a little bit about the CNI. The final report is off now, right? Sure. You the, sent it off? Mm -hmm. Yep. The final plan was sent in a, about a week ago. Um, it's a... It, it, I think it's a great document. I think it's a great plan. It's it's basically a roadmap for New Bern to follow now. It's got, it's it's just full of strategies um, that follow along three different um, paths. There's people support programs for folks, there's neighborhood improvements, and then there's the centerpiece of it, which is the public housing improvements. Um, it's, it's easy to follow, it's achievable. All the strategies are, are doable and measurable if New Bern pulls together uh, agencies, organizations, people, faith, community, businesses, everybody pulls together. We can do this plan with or without the grant. Um, so we're very excited about about the final plan and we think it, that it's uh, realistic and it can be built upon. All right, you know what, and Sabrina just handed me uh, something. We also have a young gentleman and while he's here, this is a unique opportunity for, for the show, um, but we have Derek uh, Bryant, he's the creator and CEO of ColorFest Incorporated. ColorFest is committed to bringing arts to all children in a diverse setting, works a lot in the community. Come here, get closer, because we only have this one mic. We've, you've been listening to all this. Do you have any questions for the Housing Authority and Nick, Mickey Miller? Uh, yeah, uh, the biggest thing, I love the, the redevelopment. I love the progression that New Bernie is taking initiative to do. Um, that's a really big thing It's really needed around here. But my biggest concern and question is, okay, where are these people going to be relocated once they're relocated? You know, a lot of people have big questions about where they're going, and, you know, that's not the main front street of, you know, the questioning that's being asked. So, you know, I think that should be put out there for the people to know, you know, where exactly are they going, you know? What can, what can they expect to see? One of the 
goals that we initially had was to make this a true grounds up transformation plan. We had 150 folks from all sectors of New Bern society. We wanted to um, uh, address issues and concerns up front because it's always easier to address them up front than at the back end when you actually start getting ready to do something. One of the concerns that was readily expressed was where will I live? Is, are you going to displace us? Is this gentrification? And their voice the, the, was heard. The transformation plan incorporates their concerns, and there will be no relocation. For example, um, um, in a lot of projects like this, instead of having hard units, apartments, public housing units, whatever you want to call it, they may substitute with vouchers, Section 8 vouchers. Our constituents said, no, we don't want vouchers. We want one-for-one -one replacement. That is incorporated into our plan, one-for-one -one replacement. Now, you may be living next to a school teacher. <coughs> you may be living next to a uh, retiree, but it will be on the Trent Court site. There will be options available for folks to move off of Trent Court if they so desire. We will have that flexibility. The, the um, uh, what's the first, uh, what's the C stand for in CNI? Choice. Stands for choice. Yeah. It's to give individuals the choice, the opportunity to live where they want to, where they believe they and their family can thrive. Will people be relocated from their individual unit? Yes, of course. People will have to move to allow for renovations and stuff. Will they be able to come back to that particular unit? I don't know. But you'll be able to come back on site in an even better, newer, improved, larger apartment. Does that answer your question? Yep. All right. We're gonna it does. We're good. Yeah. We're going to get back to Derek in a minute. Uh, we want to talk all about Color Fest. Uh, yeah, I was just pointed out uh, by one of our listeners that, you know, what we've been doing in the past, we've created this situation where – uh, relocating him to Craven Jail just is not an option. It's not an option, and that's what you know. That's what that's no, what seems to have been these, happening. You know, really, there is a there has been a crime problem. That's what we want to eliminate: these neighborhoods, these stigmas, and stuff like that. So I agree. Parting words and and final words from CNI and what's going on. Change is hard. Change is Amen. hard. But but Let me write that down. it's change. inevitable <laughs> that change is coming. And um and, and to negotiate change, you gotta have a plan. And we now have a plan. And so And this is not a pie in the sky. Are you are, I'm, yeah. I wanna t you know, this is for Caleb. Is this some sort of pie in the sky plan you that's know, gonna I, be stuck in a drawer? And look, you can go to Choice Newburn. It's on our it's on my Facebook page, but Choice Newburn dot com and you can see the plan yep. and get all the information it doesn't sound it. like a pie in the sky thing i'm not a pie in the sky guy i want boots on the ground I, get I, things done i think i think that the strength of this plan is it was community led it wasn't yes. led at city hall it wasn't led at the housing not authority much up behind closed doors <laughs> it was a lot of people like me and you and cheryl reed and tawana smith sitting at, around the table talking about fears and hopes and um, dreams, and that's what this plan is. And I love that lady. Yeah, there you go. And you know, speaking of change, Mickey, 
you're going to have a new role. You're going to be changing roles. Change is not easy, but I want to congratulate you that uh, Mickey has just been appointed as the new executive director of the Newburn Historical Society. And I'm thrilled that you are going to take that leadership position because, you know, you live downtown. I know you love this community, and I can't think of anybody better. So we're excited about your change. Thank you so much. <laughs> Martin, Thank you. Martin, it was a pleasure. We're going to give you, we're going to give you a last, a last, the last word on this. Is this going to happen? One of the um, um, events that I was very impressed with was with the developer that we're speaking with, negotiating with right now. As Mickey said, this is a national firm. This is a firm with a lot of juice and deep pocket pockets. They saw the same thing in New Bern that I saw when I moved <laughs> here three years ago. What a beautiful place to live. What a golden opportunity. They know that this is a long-term commitment. They know that we don't have deep pockets. They know the challenges of working with public housing and dealing with uh, public housing properties that are 75 years old. In spite of all that, they saw a chance to reinvigor reinvigorate a neighborhood and, of course, make money, but that's good. Make that's money. Good. That's what changes they, the world. They see right. opportunity, that's, and in spite of that long-term commitment, in spite of our challenges, they want to be here because they share the same vision that I saw three years ago when I came down here. And the vision we all saw. Thank you guys very much for Can being here. Can I say here. one more thing, Lee? Yes. Um, I'm so glad we created a monster here. We couldn't get him. To, we couldn't get him to talk. And now this is great. Go right. ahead. I, I I just want to mention that I'm very sorry to see Mickey go, Mickey go. Oh, uh, I'm very are. happy for for her, but it's bittersweet because she is a driving force in this community, and we are going to miss her. But she's still going to be driving. She's still going to be driving. Hey, we got to get on with Derek. Okay. He come all the way from Atlanta. Derek is going to come over here and take their seat. Or can we move the, yeah, just move we can move thing. this right over here. No, 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 stay Mickey. Stay Mickey. All right, we, we mentioned that Derek Bryant is the creator and CEO of Colorfest Inc. Uh, they're going to be hosting an event on March 28th, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., uh, uh, the first annual night out with the arts to raise money for the Foundation Colorfest. Tell us about it. Tell us about you. All right. Yeah. Welcome aboard, Derek. Yay. <laughs> and, you know, I interviewed Derek um, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Peg channel right. when I was in office. Uh -huh. So uh, yeah. what goes around Welcome comes back. around. Right. Huh? I'm back again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we're, we're finally making ground. We're finally making progress with Colorfest. Um, we're officially a, a nonprofit now. So we're in the first stages of our nonprofit. So we're raising money to actually become a 501c3. So that's been like an amazing feat for us right now. We're covering ground. Everybody's in New Bern is talking about Colorfest. And our mission statement is, I want everybody to hear this so they know what we're all about. Um, Colorfest is committed to bringing the arts to all children in a diverse setting. We are devoted to bringing all forms of art to the community through beautification projects, educational outreach, art exhibits, and performances. We are expiring to do this in New Bern this year. So this will be our first kickoff, and I'm really, really excited about it. So we want everyone to come out. I actually have a little surprise, too. I have a couple of tickets that I want to give away on the air as well. So I don't know how we, how we can actually do that. I don't know if we can have a trivial question or anything, <laughs> but I want to actually 
uh, bless someone with a pair of tickets for night out with the arts. All right, good. We can figure that out. Yeah. What I want to know is the vision. What what are what what do you want? Bottom line. I, I hear and your also too, we want to make sure that. Do you have a website? I do. Yes. What's your you website. Wanna, you want to go check out colorfestinc.org. You can get all of our information on uh-huh, our past events that we've actually been doing. And that's important. We'll put that on our right. website, too, so people know how they can get more information. And also, too, if you want, next week we can do a shout-out with the tickets because we still have some time. So on our show next week, we'll exactly. continue uh-huh. to promote it. I think right. it's great. I thought it was great when you had the first idea. Yeah. And anything we can do so to bring the trucking. community together, especially through the arts, right. because really five points in that area – was a haven for it was. you know performing arts and visual arts and all of that. So many talented people in that right. neighborhood, and we've got to rebuild that again. I think exactly. I think exactly. it would be a great thing. Well, what's so important about bringing arts to to, to people down there? Uh, I would I would just simply put it this way: um, we have a overinflux of technology right now. Um, we have to have a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, the arts are being neglected right now, so I I just feel it's my duty. And it's it's my obligation to bring the arts back to my hometown. I love New Bern. I am from New Bern, born and raised. So you Wait, know, what, what part of New Bern? Uh, I, no, no, Hunters Road. <laughs> Hunters, Hunters Road. Road. Oh, out in the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so I'm over I'm over by the high school area. Hunters Road. Right. Um, what's the other area? That over Rocky there? Hill. Fo- Rocky Rocky Hill area. Fox Chase. Oh, okay. Um, um, what else? Um, Southgate, that area oh, over yes. by the movie, by yes, the movie yes, theater. Yes. Yeah, I was born and raised in that area. What, what kind there. of reaction are you getting from people in the community about bringing arts out, uh, out to the community? Um, they're really excited. They're really uh, nervous at the same time because they've never seen anything like this. I'm actually going to be painting live that night at the show. So I'm going to give away You're that. doing my portrait, I understand. Uh, you're not that cute, so I oh, can't right. paint you. Really? This is what's happening now? All right, nice. No, 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 but really, it's going to be so a So you are really saying I am cute, night. just not that no, cute. Not, no, 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 no. I'll you're accept your apology. Uh-uh, uh-uh, can't have it. All right. But really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually, for all the guests that are attending, we're going to sign your kids up for Color Fest, which will be in July 16th over on Queen Street, 928 Queen Street. We're having Color Fest. So we're going to paint, actually, for the next five years. I'm going to be doing a beautification project over there for the next five years. This year, I'm going to take 100 kids. We're going to paint a mural. Uh, the street is going to be closed off for the kids to skate. I'm going to have games. I'm going to have a number of things, music for the kids, face painting. Um, I, I do this all the time, and this, this is the year, really, that I really have a lot of backing. Hey, have, you ever really done, have, have you ever done an outdoor mural before? <laughs> what kind of question is that, Mr. Lee? <laughs> Tell, the folks. Tell them. Okay, he asked me a very important question, guys, and I know everyone has seen the mirror off of Queen Street. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's what I wanted the folks right. to know. So toot I, your horn, man. Toot it. No, no, I'm not such a big tutor, but you know, I, I just really love the arts, you know. And, I, and you did I that mural to. out there off of Queen Street. You organized that. You brought it to Newburn. That is a I wonderful. A, what other murals have you done here in? New- have you done? Um, I've done murals in Durham, North Carolina. I've done murals in Atlanta, Georgia. Presently now, um, I'm I'm getting pretty busy with the murals. Everyone is now appreciating, and they're actually coming back to the arts, and I love it. I really do. Yeah, you remember remember this little thing called the Dark Ages that ended uh, around the 1400s. What? <laughs> and then it ended with the Renaissance. And what drove that? Arts 
intellect, Leonardo da Vinci, right. these guys bringing the arts back, bringing the love of knowledge back, bringing science back, brought us out of the dark ages. We're looking for nothing less than a renaissance in the Five Points Duffy Field, Dryborough area. And you are leading You are leading this renaissance. How does that feel? We got one minute. Go. Uh, it feels great. I do not want to be the only one to take all the credit. I must, I must, must, must give credit to the people who are actually helping me pull this off. Uh, one of my directors, Ashley Taylor, another director of mine, Dion Brittman. Um, it's just a number of people, the Parks and Recs, they've been helping us over the years. Love you, um, Thurman. McDonald's, Lowe's, you know, it's just, it goes on and on. My parents, you know, they're, they're always a number one supporter of me. So, you know, I just want to give thanks to everybody in New Bern for actually helping out. I want to see you guys at Night Out with the Arts uh, at the end of this month, the 28th. Looking forward to seeing you. Get your Phone tickets. Number where they can get tickets. Uh, get your tickets online. You can actually purchase tickets online, right offline. And that, oh, all right. We're going to, we have yeah, to go to we're, break. Yeah, we're getting ready to go to break. We'll come right back. We're going to wrap up today. And we're good. And we'll be right back. Good morning and welcome back to City Talk Live on here on 94.1 WNBU with Sabrina and Lee. We've had a great bunch of guests on today. I want to bring Derek Bryant back again to talk about Color Fest uh, in, the, in the future. But one of the things that I really want to talk about today is um, condo owners. This is on the front page of the Sun <laughs> Journal. Condo owners urge city to change plan. The Dunn Building. Um, the Dunn Building. What, what's that all about, Sabrina Bengal? Well, you know... Um you know, I'm going to tell it like it is. Really? Um, when, as part of the package in purchasing the Dunn Building, there had to be a public amenity. And, of course, you know, the aldermen led by the mayor, bathrooms, bathrooms, bathrooms. You know, this was nothing more than another vindictive play by Dana, by our mayor, excuse me, by our mayor against Denny and I. And, um, you know, we had the bathroom battle. When we were in office, I tried to say, could we put them in the parking lot because they wanted to have bathrooms in downtown. Could we put them by the parking lot that's across the street from City Hall? I lost that battle, and they were going to be put at the lot on uh, South Front and Craven. Of course, that never happened. TDA pulled their money because we knew that was not a good location. Now they want to put a welcome center in the Dunn Building. Well, they want to, yeah, with bathrooms, you know, one bathroom in there, you know, two bathrooms, maybe, if they could get it in there. And what they just don't get, the residents who have bought the condos don't want a bathroom. Does anybody want a public restroom outside their home? I have had so much coffee, I could use one right now. <laughs> but, you know, since that time, what the, what the aldermen don't understand, talk about public-private partnerships. When we upgraded the Pepsi store and um, expanded it, we put in two public restrooms. We are open seven days a week, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., seven days a week. And, you know, they're in the heart of downtown, and it has really helped that. The other issue is that the city will be looking at developing that parking lot, and there is where they need to put public restrooms. Use that space as a public amenity, kiosk, whatever. The other side of that issue is they call it a welcome center. They have really never discussed it with TDA with the tourism folks to help make it a coordinated effort. We feel like we already have tourist information centers, and every one of our businesses downtown are each individual visitor centers because all of the people have the information and tools to help our guests. Let me let me let me just go. Let so me let me take it from there. Look, 
the objectively. It's I don't have a dog in a fight. I don't have I don't have a dog in the fight at the Dunn Building. Blah blah blah. You want a welcome center? The Dunn Building is catty corner to City Hall. What in the world is more welcoming than the City Hall having pamphlets out there walking in there? 25 steps across the street. Now yeah, you're going to have a, you want to put a welcome, hold on, hold on. You want to put a welcome center out there? Oh, nonsense. There's also a welcome center at the Swiss Bear. There's a welcome center at the convention center. Why don't we just get rid of every okay, retail time. shop down there and put welcome centers all over the place? Dana, that's a great idea. Enough said. We'll be talking on the street about Welcome this. Welcome centers for all. I want to remind everybody. Woohoo! <laughs> you're so bad. I want to remind everybody the city and will Odom also can paint them. will also have its retreat tomorrow at the first street. They need to retreat from this nonsense. Well, at the deve developmental services area, so they'll be meeting from I guess 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. It is free and open to the public. You as a citizen can go and listen in. I hope they're going to televise it because, you know, they want to be transparent. So is I there a welcome center at the History Center? Yes, there is. Yeah, they're all over the place. But, you know, tell us, uh, you know, email Come us, to my office. To I'll us. welcome you. Yeah, I hear you. Look, this has been a great day. Uh, Derek, the last word very quickly. Hoorah! Very quickly, very quickly. Okay, Night Out with the Arts. Tickets are $40. They include one signature cocktail drink, food, raffle ticket, that will be, uh, you will have a chance to win a painting by myself. Uh, one of your kids will be registered as well when you attend the event. So look forward to seeing you guys at Night Out with the Arts. It's at 901 Pollock Street from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's the old City Laundry. City Laundry, busy. that's yes. right. It's so going to be an amazing wanna, night. And I want to thank all of our guests for being here today. It's been another great day in City Talk. Lee, I hope you have a great weekend. I'm going to have a play with my tomatoes all weekend. Beautiful weather, and Lee and I, We'll see you on the sidewalks. We Keep talking, Newburn.